0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: Major League Baseball is officially on lockout. Is anything going right for the trailblazers right now? Plus, are the Saints trying to make Taysom happen? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports.
2: Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: We have yet another lockout in Major League Baseball. The owners voted last night to unanimously approve a lockout as an agreement was not able to be reached. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Today your first listen of the day. How about you also make Locked On Diamondbacks one of your first, make it your second listen. How about that with host Millard Thomas and this is a situation where we don't seem to be even close to a solution the players they want their money faster <laughs> they want their money sooner and the owners they're worried about playoff expansion and and other things so how do we settle this where do we find common ground in all of this
2: yeah i don't think it's a simple answer that i could even tell you because i don't know how do you set how how are you settle it outside of just Sitting in a room and just getting the owners together, getting the players union together, and just hashing it out over the next few months. And hopefully this gets hashed out before the regular season, because the last strike we had actually pushed the regular season back just a little bit. They had to postpone it. So hopefully that doesn't happen this time around. But you never know, because both sides seem to be pretty locked torn if that's the right cliche uh, right now uh, in terms of this lockout. So I'm not sure. Who has the leverage? I guess the owners have the leverage since they are the ones that initiated the lockout. But right now, I, I don't know how you come to a resolution while just sitting in a room and getting these two sides to talk it out.
1: Yeah, it's the night, the work stoppage. I don't know why it is that the two sides seem to be the most contentious. The baseball players' unions has historically been a relatively powerful union, and yet they're still dealing with a lot of these things. The arbitration issue is something that is totally unique to baseball. We don't see anything like it in other major sports. And you can understand why the owners are so protective of it. I I, I don't even know where you give if you're the players to say, we just need to fix this. But that does seem like the central issue here. If you're the players, like we have to fight for this at all costs because it is preventing them from the sort of labor freedom that we see in every other major sport.
2: Yeah, maybe you could come to a compromise where you say – there's just less time that we have to be in arbitration. It doesn't have to be the the length it is now. Maybe it's just a shorter time in arbitration. We get to it quicker. We end it quicker. This way we could get paid faster. But I'm guessing the players just want to do away with it entirely. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. The owners are going to be like, well, there's no salary cap, so we can pay you whatever you want once you get out that arbitration. So you're going to get your money in the back end. So I'm very curious to see how those, how these two sides want to talk it out. We know the players want to get their money faster, and we know the owners want to keep the money in their pockets as long as possible. Do you think,
1: in exchange, players would say we'd be willing to go to a cap? I mean, the the no cap is really only for that top five percentile player. It is it is for the Max Scherzers who are going to get you know fifty million dollars a year. Most players in baseball are not those guys. And as we just saw with the NFL collective bargaining agreement, it's the rank and file players who make these decisions because it is a majority vote.
2: Yeah, I think I don't think the players want the cap. I also don't know if the owners want the cap because what a cap might come the salary for, which means some teams would have to spend more money. And right. the players' side, they they want to keep getting as much money as they want. Those five percent, they're going to have a pretty strong voice in this. We got Max Scherzer on the players union, one of the executives. He might be in these meetings we know that dude has been getting paid throughout his career, so I, I don't think yeah. the, the the salary cap, the non salary cap, is going anywhere in baseball because I kind of think both sides kind of like having like having it in place right now.
1: Coming up, is anything going right for the Trailblazers right now?
2: Now here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Notre Dame defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman, with mounting support from players and recruits, has emerged as the leading candidate to become the Fighting Irish's head football coach. No deal has been finalized and several steps remain before Freeman can be formally announced as head coach. Freeman, who's 35 years old, is completing his first season as Notre Dame's defensive coordinator. Brian Kelly, who left Notre Dame to become LSU's coach earlier this week, has pursued Freeman to join his staff as D.C., the Milwaukee Bucks are streaking, and that's a horrible sign for the Eastern Conference. They won their eighth straight on Wednesday night. Giannis Antetokounmpo scored on a driving layup with two seconds left to give Milwaukee a 127-125 victory over the Hornets. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 40 points and 12 rebounds, coming up an assist shy of a triple-double. LaMelo Ball had a career-high 36 points for the Hornets. He also hit the game-tying three that set up the winning basket by Giannis and a Miles Bridges heave at the buzzer rimmed out to complete the thriller. Marcus Stroman beat the clock on Wednesday. The right-hander arrived just in time with a lockout looming, agreeing to a three-year contract for $71 million. And the Cubs landed in one of the top remaining starting pitchers on the free-agent market on Wednesday. It's one of the best franchises in all of sports and fan bases as well, so it's extremely appealing to me, Strowman said. It sells out every single night. To pitch in front of that electric crowd is something that kind of draws me. On Wednesday morning, college football playoff staff members had a hotel meeting room reserved for a potentially historic news conference to announce playoff expansion college football board of managers were unable to agree on an expanded format and instead will meet again in january at the national championship game in indy wednesday's meeting was this group's sixth in-person gathering since the cfp announced on june 10th it was considering a 12-team proposal that includes two meetings in chicago and four more in texas that's what happened last night here's what to look for coming up on bet online your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season With the Mets' big move to land Max Scherzer on Monday, the Mets' odds jump to 9-1 to win the World Series. Those BetOnline.ag lines are tied with the Houston Astros and just behind the LA Dodgers, who are plus 650. Two NFL teams looking to jump into first place in their division this week. The LA Chargers and Cincinnati Bengals square off the BetOnline.ag line for this game is Cincinnati minus three. And one of the games we will be talking about all week despite a Monday night football clash. The Patriots take on the Buffalo Bills in a battle for the AFC East. The BetOnline.ag line for this game is Buffalo giving three. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code locked On to get that bonus. An uninspiring start to the season gets a little more blech in Portland. Dame Lillard reportedly out at least 10 days with an abdominal injury. Portland right now sits at ninth in the Western Conference. Joining me now from Locked On Blazers is our friend Mike Richmond. And Mike, this is just another thing to go, well, what's going right for Portland right now? And it seems like the answer is not a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, they have okay jerseys. I think they have one of the best set of jerseys in the league. It's true. Uh, pretty consistently look nice when they play. Um, so the Rip City
1: alternates are primo.
0: Yeah. I don't think you can complain about that. They always dress well. Um, but yeah, it's listen, uh, Damon Lord is averaging a career low in, um, in a field goal percentage. He's shooting easily his career worst from three. Um, he's just been, he doesn't look like himself, uh, back, First week in November, I asked Chauncey Billups if shutting Dame down was a consideration. And he said, everything is a consideration. And here we are three weeks later, and they're going to give him at least 10 days to get right because their chances hinge on
1: whether he's right or not. Unfortunately, for better or for worse, and certainly for worse from your standpoint, this is only going to amplify the questions about Damian Lillard's future in Portland. Not that 10 days uh, not able to play basketball is going to make him want a trade, but it could plummet this team further down the standings and lead him to wonder, what am I doing here?
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, it, uh, his future, he's, on, he's under contract till 2024.
1: Uh, right. <laughs>
0: he, could, he, could, he, he, he's, he has signed up to play for this team for a long time. But, like, if they struggle, his future's in jeopardy. And they aren't very good when he plays. So just imagine what they'll look like when he's not in the lineup like they have been bad to date with all due respect they're 10 and one at home and won 10 straight home games I don't want to they're, they're not horrific they're just kind of mediocre and if he's not in the lineup mediocre might get a lot worse um, as much as he struggled he's still their best basketball player.
1: This Ben Simmons thing is not going away. Whether it is C.J. McCollum, whether whether it is uh, a disgruntled uh, Dame Lillard, how does that factor into this part? Because if things start going south for Portland, if let's say this lingers and Dame is out two, three weeks, does that amplify? How does that change what's going on here in terms of their calculations about their core?
0: You know, I don't think the Blazers trade Dame Lillard unless he asks to be traded. Like, I don't, I don't think they pivot. I don't think a bad three weeks is going to make them pivot off of Dame because if they right. pivot off of Dame, they're still owe CJ McCollum a hundred million dollars. They still have all these other things tied up. So I, I don't think three weeks changes it, but the whole point of whatever they're doing in Philly is they're waiting until it goes South in Portland and it keeps going South in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it seems like a stupid bet. And here we are 22 games into the season. And it's like, well, how long can they hold out? Like, um, I don't think the Blazers will get there, but there is a situation where it does, it, We where the momentum just keeps building in that direction and the gamble that Daryl Morey has made finally pays off because the Blazers are indeed a mess, the thing he was exactly counting on.
1: Coming up, are the Saints trying too hard to make Taysom happen? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. And if you're like me, Uh, You ate a lot over the last week, and the more holidays around the corner, regardless of what you celebrate, either you're celebrating now or, or you've got more to come, eating is part of the deal. So in between, in between all of that, enjoy yourself. This is the holidays after all. Enjoy yourself. Grab something that tastes delicious, but is also low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and low in fat. You get the best of all worlds. Delicious. And healthy plus so many flavors so much diversity of the kinds of things you're gonna get but of course all covered in 100% chocolate you need a little extra fuel feeling a little lethargic the weather's getting cold it's dark at like 3 30 so you need a little pick-me-up and you need that thing that's gonna fuel your body in in a healthy way you want it to taste good you want it to taste good, and that is exactly what Built Bar is bringing to you. You're friends with Santa? Tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. They make a terrific stocking stuffer. I'm serious. A, a great stocking stuffer. Throw them in there marshmallow flavors, chocolate. I mean, this is this is what the holidays are all about. Plus, you get the protein, the low-calorie, low-fat, and the, the high in fiber. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOX15 to get 15% off your order. That's Built.com with the promo code LOX15 to get 15% off your order.
2: Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the Day.
1: The Taysom Hill train is leaving the station and for some reason... Sean Payton insists on being on it. He is set to start this Thursday against the Dallas Cowboys. Joining me now from Locked On Saints, Ross Jackson. And Ross, help me understand this because the things that Taysom Hill does the best, the third down packages, the red zone packages, the, the wildcat, he can do them with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. I don't understand why Sean Payton is obsessed with trying to make fetch happen with Taysom Hill.
3: Well, I got to tell you, yeah, he can do those things with Trevor Simeon, but can they get into the red zone with Trevor Simeon? Can they (laughs) get (laughs) – that's been a big issue for them. And look, this is is what the New Orleans Saints are going to be looking to do here over this game and potentially for the rest of the season is – Just try something different. Look, uh, Trevor Simeon threw 88.2% catchable passes his first two games. He was so bad his second two games. That percentage fell all the way down to 63.2%, 25%. Mm. This was an offense that was not happening with uh, with Trevor Simeon. And so, yeah, they're going to try to make fetch happen with Taysom Hill because it was not happening with Trevor Simeon.
1: This this puts the, the Saints in a difficult situation, and, and they're trying to compete now. I mean, they're not thinking about the long-term plan, right? They're worrying about winning this game this week because they are still very much in the thick of a playoff race. But when you have these guys and you're going, I'm not 100% sure which one is giving them the best chance to win, that's a really tough spot to be in if you're the Saints, not to mention, they don't have Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara, not 100% out there, I guess. I understand the theory of, well, Taysom can run around. We could run some zone read with him and try and manufacture offense that way. Do you think that the, the calculus changes if Alvin Kamara were 100% and, and Michael Thomas were healthy and you were actually getting you know top 100 pick potential uh, production out of your tight end, that kind of stuff?
3: Yeah, it's certainly possible, but even still, I think that had it not been for the concussion that Taysom Hill suffered week five, that kept him in concussion protocol for three weeks, that he probably would have been the starting quarterback the week after Jameis Winston was injured as well. So if we erased all of the injuries, I still think eventually we would have seen Taysom Hill under center. It was only a matter of time, Peter. You can't make it not happen. It was going to happen. And this is exactly where the New Orleans Saints are at this point to where they're looking at trying to manufacture something. So I do think You're going to see zone reads. I do think you're going to see half field reads with one key. And if it's not there, then run, taste some run. I do think that that's what you're going to see from this offense because there's no need to preserve the pocket passing uh, ability of this offense for Drew Brees to come back just like there was last year. Now, you're expecting to see Taysom Hill very likely under center for the rest of the season. So what does this offense actually look like with a mobile threat?
1: Yeah, just because Taysom Hill was going to be the starter anyway, this is one of those two wrongs doesn't make a right. Two Taysoms does not make a quarterback. <laughs> just because that was the plan doesn't mean it's a good plan, Ross. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, buddy. Always a pleasure. Sorry he didn't work out in Green Bay. And finally, Tiger Woods was optimistic about playing some limited professional golf in the future while also being realistic about the struggles ahead, given the perspective he gleaned from the serious auto accident he endured in February. I'm lucky to be alive and also have a limb, Woods said in the Bahamas, where he is conducting his first news conference since the February 23rd crash in Southern California. I think I speak for the entire sports world when I say we would love to see Tiger Woods back out there. He said he is happy to be a Ben Hogan-esque figure, And that is truly the last evolution of Tiger Woods, someone who we used to see as a killer, someone who only wanted to compete if they could win. And now he's essentially saying, I'm content, or at least I understand that I'm now going to be a mostly ceremonial player. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Friday, Alabama is an underdog in the SEC championship. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.
2: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.